It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are seconds away from hearing the daily Locked On podcast you love, but I'd like to tell you about another podcast I think you'll like. Rejecting the Screen, hosted by NBA experts Noah Kozlov and Adam Stanko, features provocative interviews with NBA stars and unique perspectives from around the game. Subscribe to Rejecting the Screen wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, Hoops Heads. Welcome to Locked On Warriors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's Wednesday, January 31st. I'm your host, Aliko Carter. Well, that was an old school ass whooping that we got from the Utah Jazz at altitude last night. I talked about the Warriors being able to win if they limited turnovers, which they didn't do. I talked about them being able to win if they limited the Jazz's offensive boards, which they did not do. And I talked about them being able to win if they ran people off the three-point line. I didn't think that the uh, Jazz were going to be able to score with the Warriors, but... You know, every team comes with fire when they play the Warriors. And, you know, a lot of those guys were just on. And JB and Fitz seem to be forgiving the Warriors defense, just being like, oh, the Jazz can't stop making shots. Well, yeah, if they're being guarded, they're going to they're gonna miss those shots. If they're being guarded at the three-point line, if they're being closely guarded and, you know, the Warriors are taking their jobs defensively seriously, then they don't make nearly as many of those three-pointers, most of which were wide open. So, um, you know, it's it's really a defense thing, and it's been going on for an entire month now, this bad defense. Lack of intensity, lack of energy, lack of running people off the line, um, some poor rotations. Draymond was frustrated at, uh, or excuse me, David West was frustrated at a rotation that Clay Thompson missed uh, in the, I believe, fourth quarter. Um, you could just see it on his face. And, you know, Clay Thompson isn't the only culprit. Everybody was just not where they <clears throat> needed to be defensively and offensively. The Jazz just played a much better defensive game. They corralled <clears throat> they corralled Steph um, away from his spots, forced him to be a passer, and then defended the four-on-three very well once Steph got the ball out of his hands. But anyway, we'll get more into that game after I talk about the rest of the show. In the second segment, we're going to do our statistical deep dive. I'm going to check out Steph Curry and where he is on the three-point list, and we're going to look at the leaderboards for a bunch of stats, both basic and advanced. And then in the third segment, we're going to look at the coaches of the Warriors, particularly Steve Kerr. The State of the Union was last night, and uh, Trump said a lot of things um, that were different levels of true and uh you know steve kerr has been one of his most vocal critics and we're going to get into that a little bit you can find my media on forbes.com i'm coming out with a story today about 
a STEM event that the Warriors did before the game, the uh, the Santa Cruz Warriors against the Austin Spurs that they held at Oracle Arena on Sunday. There was an event where a bunch of student groups, kids came and presented uh, ideas for video games to a panel of, of uh, fake VCs and uh the Warriors were heavily involved in planning that along with EA Electronic Arts, and that story is going to be coming out later today. You can find my media on Forbes.com. I've also been featured on BleacherReport.com. You can get in contact with me at Kojitare on Twitter, K-O-G-I-T-A-R-E, or at Locked on Dubs. I tweet from both accounts. You can also email me at AlicoCarter11 at gmail.com. That's A-L-I-C-O. A-L-I-K-O Carter 1-1 at gmail.com. This podcast is available everywhere. Podcasts are available. iTunes, iOS, Google Play, Spotify, and LockedOnWarriors.com. Make sure you bookmark that page. All right, let's get into this game, one of the worst games of the season for the Warriors, and uh, we'll start with the defense. And the Jazz pounced early and often on opportunities to put shots up early in the shot clock, uh, specifically Joe Ingles with four three-pointers in the first quarter. And Kevin Durant was getting caught up in screens and just like decided to just let the screen stall him and just stand there and let Joe Ingles get wide open three-pointers I mean he's making wide open three-pointers and he's one of the best three-point shooters on the team you gotta guard that man you have to guard him it's almost like the Warriors thought that their half effort would be good enough against a team that was 21 and 28 because they can't be that good right but we played these guys we played them before they obviously are playing with a chip on their shoulders, having lost two of the last, having only won two of the last 16 games against the Warriors, coming into their house, coming in at altitude, so it's going to affect you, 4,200 feet, something like that. And you're not going to guard that man? I mean, Jesus Christ, in the rotations. The rotations were uh, questionable. There just wasn't a lot of effort out there um, defensively. Even Klay Thompson wasn't particularly good defensively, even though he was the team's best offensive player last night. Steve Kerr called it a pathetic effort, and he's right. Steph Curry agrees. Everybody agrees. You know, you, you say the right things after a loss like this, but what does that mean for the game against Sacramento on Friday? Does it mean things are going to change? They haven't. They haven't changed. The Warriors have just been blitzing teams offensively. The Warriors' defense has fallen to 10th. We're this close to falling out of the top 10 in defense for the first time in about five years. I'll say that a different way. The Warriors' defense for the season is this close to being mediocre. Not good, but mediocre. And that's effort. It's effort. They have the personnel. They have the minds. They have the ability and the dog days can't end soon enough. On the other side of the ball, you can see where the Jazz make their name is defensively. They push the Warriors into a 5 of 25 from 3 night, uh, though the Warriors did shoot 46% overall. And normally 109 points for the Warriors might be enough to win. It was enough to win against the Celtics the other night. But the defense was just 
absolutely awful. And then on top of that, you turn the ball over 19 times, including four from Draymond Green. And some really, really, really bad live ball turnovers. And uh, at the end of the game, it was no different with the garbage time guys in there. I do want to give a shout-out to JaVale McGee, who played 16 really good minutes. Even though he was a minus 11, he had 14 points. He airballed a three-pointer, you know. He was going to try that. He can make those in practice. I've seen him do it. But I'll give a shout-out to JaVale McGee before, you know, scrapping this game, throwing it into the dustbin of history, and starting over fresh. Next two games are on the road against teams that the Warriors have lost to. The Sacramento Kings and the Denver Nuggets. Uh, So the Warriors are going to have to get locked in. They do get to come home even though it's a three-game roadie because Sacramento is just not that far away. So that is going to be good for them. Uh, They don't have to be on the road for an extended period of time before coming back home for that homestand before the All-Star break. And on that note, we're going to take a break for our sponsors. Is there anything more craveable than the smell of McDonald's fries? If someone's hiding an order of fries, they're never hiding it well. It takes one whiff to trigger a fry craving that will only be satisfied the McDonald's way. So stand up if you would like to taste the smell of a McDonald's fry right now. Did you just stand? Because if you did, then you earned yourself a trip to the McDonald's drive through for your own steamy carton of crispy golden goodness. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Support for this podcast comes from CDW and Cisco. Modern modernization today has the products you need to modernize your workplace, like Wi-Fi booster crystals. Let their metaphysical powers enhance connectivity and spiritually awaken your Internet of Things. At CDW, we get crystals won't modernize your network. You need Cisco Catalyst access points that are Wi-Fi 6 compatible and can help you improve reliability, increase capacity, and reduce latency. Cisco and IT orchestration by CDW. People who get it. Find out more at cdw.com slash Cisco. And we're back, and we're going to get into the statistical leaderboards right now. And I'll start with Clay Thompson. He's leading the league in three-point field goal percentage at 454. Steph Curry's down at 17th at 425, which is way better. This stretch that he, he's been absolutely on fire uh, this stretch in January since he returned from that ankle injury. And uh, I saw a stat from David Locke. He said uh, since his return up to last game on catch and shoot, he's shooting 51% on threes. And off the dribble, he's shooting 51% on threes. He was only one, I believe, of six last night, so that stat changed. But he's shooting above 50% from three for the last month or so, and that's really helped the Warriors win a lot of games. Obviously, 49 points and eight threes in that game against the Celtics, which saw the Warriors put out their best effort. Uh, and, uh, you know, we didn't see that against the Jazz, who conversely gave us their best effort. Joe Ingles, fifth in the league in three-point field goal percentage at 4-4-1. Right there. It's right there for us to see. Joe Ingles can shoot the ball. Guard that man. As far as total three-point shots, Steph Curry is now third, even though he missed about 16 games um, 
at 155 on the year. James Harden is still first at 171. He's missed some games, too. Klay Thompson is second at 164. And James Harden is 171 of 443. So he's not even in the top 20 in three-point percentage. Eric Gordon, also not in the top 20 in three-point percentage. He shot 435 of them, making 146. Wayne, Wayne, Wayne Ellington, though, in Miami, is absolutely doing um, an amazing job. He's fourth in makes at 153 out of 378, so that puts him right near the top 20, and he's a big reason that the Miami Heat are able to compete in that Eastern Conference, fourth now in the East. Curry is third in the league in points per game behind Harden and Giannis, and just ahead of LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Kevin Durant is sixth, and Klay Thompson has fallen out of the top 20. Some fresh names on this list. You've got Devin Booker, Victor Oladipo, Lou Williams, Chris Stapps. Some really fresh names. Draymond, Steph, and Durant are all in the top 20 in assists per game. Draymond is sixth, Steph 13th, and Kevin rounds out the 20th. In steals, Stephen Curry is on the list at 16th. Of course, Paul George is leading that list. He's been leading it for the better part of the year. James Harden, 1.9 steals per game in eighth. Good for him. Victor Oladipo right there. Gary Harris in Denver. Chris Dunn in Chicago. Chris Dunn got a number of steals against the Warriors when they played. Um, some other names you wouldn't expect. Contavious Caldwell-Pope, Robert Covington, Thad Young, and Andre Drummond. Andre Drummond steals plus blocks or stocks. Uh, would lead the league, I'm pretty sure. Kevin Durant is fourth in blocks, and Draymond Green is 16th as of right now. Now we're going to get into some stats that I love, the advanced stats. We'll start with player efficiency rating, and James Harden is leading the league in that, but Stephen Curry is third at a solid 29.0. What are you going to do with that? Kevin Durant is ninth at 25. And true shooting percentage, guess who leads that statistic it's none other than Stephen Curry who is ahead of two really really big guys in DeAndre Jordan and Clint Capella and uh, Kevin Durant is 14th right behind LeBron James at uh, .626 Curry's true shooting percentage is .675 that's really really high that's just uh that's just making a lot of three-pointers is what that is uh effective field goal percentage Curry is fourth behind three really, really big guys in DeAndre Jordan, Clint Capella, and Steven Adams, and ahead of another really, really big guy in Ennis Cantor. So this is the, these are big guy stats. These are stats for guys who play close to the rim and take most of their shots you know, within eight feet, and Steph Curry is right there, first in true shooting and fourth in effective field goal percentage because he's so, so special from 23-9 and out and because he has the ability to make any shot inside of the three-point line. We've seen it with push shots. He's doing a lot more uh, push shots, uh, and he's just got touch on them. He's using every element of the backboard to get his shots up and over the defense and down and into the basket. And that really shows in these statistics. I mean, you know, little guys aren't supposed to be leading these, so... 
Usage percentage is another big one. Just how long does a player have the ball in their hands? And James Harden's leading that one, 35.9. That's a pretty epic usage percentage. Russell Westbrook's right behind him. Steph is at ninth, and Kevin Durant is at 15th. And that's kind of where we want those guys to be. Uh, LeBron is at 10th. Surprisingly, Chris Stapps makes the list at 6th. 31.7 31.7 so the Knicks are running a ton of offense through him Devin Booker 31.2 at eighth uh, Joel Embiid is third and Demarcus Cousins who's no longer going to be able to play this season is fourth what may be the nail in the coffin of Draymond Green's quest for a repeat defensive defensive player of the year award he is not even in the top 20 in defensive win shares this year it just goes to show the Warriors defense just hasn't been that good um offensive win shares Stephen Curry is seventh Kevin Durant is 15th James Harden is first uh Carl Anthony Towns makes the list at third so he's been playing out of his mind obviously uh on the offensive end and uh win shares per 48 Steph Curry's right there at second behind James Harden. Um, so win shares total is definitely one that misleads you a little bit because Stephen Curry is eighth there and Kevin Durant is 15th. But if you look at the amount of minutes they're playing, they're just playing fewer minutes. They're playing in more blowouts. And Stephen Curry vaunts all, vaults all the way up to second in win shares per 48 minutes. He also leads the league in offensive box plus minus and is third in box plus minus overall. Draymond Green and Kevin Durant make the list in the top 20 of box plus minus and Kevin Durant is 14th in offensive box plus minus. Draymond Green is 13th in defensive box plus minus behind such luminaries as DeJounte Murray, Russell Westbrook, Mason Plumlee, and Andre Roberson. Obviously, plus minus is an imperfect stat, and it just goes to show that we have a player in the top 20 with a middling defense. Uh, You know, it just goes to show what Draymond Green really does on the floor. He's still our best defensive player, but the Warriors may have played themselves out of, you know, defensive awards, uh, you know, defensive all defensive teams. I think, you know, Kevin Durant does have a chance to make the all defensive team and and Draymond Green does too, but he can kiss his DPOY goodbye this year. It's just uh too late. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. <laughs> Making you old fashioned today with the Wild Turkey Bourbon 101. It just really stands up very well in a classic cocktail like the Old Fashioned. It has that perfect boldness. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. Today, every answer matters more than ever before. Because whether it's about health, deliveries, or finance, some things just can't wait. That's why IBM is helping businesses manage millions of calls, texts, and chats with Watson Assistant. It's conversational AI designed to help your customers find the answers they need faster, no matter the industry. Let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash Watson Assistant to learn more. We're going to move on to our man, Steve Kerr. But first, I want to talk to you about Draft.com my favorite fantasy sports site. Did you know that your chances of winning on draft are 80% better than on salary cap sites? That's why draft is my favorite 
No more getting crushed by the pros, and it's not just me. More than 1 million people have already downloaded Draft 2. Play in a real-life NBA draft right now. Be done in under 5 minutes and get paid out the next day. Drafts are filling every second, so you can join one whenever you want. All new players get a free entry into a real money draft when you make your first deposit, but you have to use my promo code LOWARRIORS. That's right. Play in a real money draft for free just by using my promo code LOWARRIORS. But it gets even better. Draft is so sure you'll love it that they're even offering Locked On Warriors podcast listeners a money-back guarantee up to $100. Just search Draft in your app store or go to Draft.com and come play free right now with promo code LOWARRIORS. It's no secret Steve Kerr is no fan of President Trump. Ugh. And it's also no secret that he had a tough experience coming up because his father was the target of terrorism in Lebanon, and uh, he lost his father at a very young age when he was in college at Arizona to a terrorist attack. And, you know, he takes these things very seriously. So when Trump makes, you know, bold declarations about terrorism and all this kind of stuff, you know, it really touches our coach in a special way. And he spoke out about it on Martin Luther King Day, uh, basically saying uh, King would be less than inspired by the leader- leadership in our country and talked about specifically social media. There's so much anger on social media and there's such a forum now for everybody to display this anger without repercussion. You're free from repercussion and yet you're sending this anger and vile out into the atmosphere. There's a lot of that included in what's happening right now. Then there are those that express the vile openly without thought or repercussion. And, you know, obviously he's talking about Trump and his supporters, uh, but he's mentioned Trump by name in the past, going so far as to say the media should just stop covering them, stop covering Trump and uh, and lumping him in with uh, LeVar Ball, who, you know, he was asked the question about both of them, obviously, and LeVar LeVar Ball, funny, funny guy, and said that Steve Kerr is the Millie Vanilli of coaching, which, you know, not true, but man, can he, can he, can he pull out a one-liner? I I mean, the dude is, the dude is very, very funny. The, uh, not the first time that Steve Kerr has spoken out against Trump and for people who are engaged in peaceful protests, such as the NFL players and Colin Kaepernick, calling out Trump for referring to the NFL players as sons of bitches, and basically saying, we see what President Trump does with his words, with his actions, and it's difficult to reconcile that and just say, we'll put it all aside. And for this, Kerr was named the East Bay Person of the Year by the Oakland Magazine. Um, So good for Steve Kerr. And uh, hopefully we'll get a ton more of him speaking out, speaking his mind, being a voice for, you know, all that is good about our country uh, and awareness. He's definitely one of the most woke white brothers out there. (laughs) Super humble and has been an example for his team to set a great example. And, you know, when you're coaching, you know, four all-stars and you're not just coaching all-stars, you're coaching four black all-stars. There's a level of empathy and understanding that it's really helpful to have. And Steve Kerr has it. Steve Kerr just has it. He sees what's happening in our country and around the world. He sees how it affects his superstars and his players down the roster. And he's just ready to support everyone uh, in their 
journey through through race and through fame and 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 through being a target for one of the most powerful men in the world and um, Warriors fans are lucky to have him that's my show for today tomorrow I'm gonna go through some set plays that I've seen in the past that I liked and that I didn't like we're gonna do throwback Thursday and uh, go back to the 80s when the Warriors were up and down and see about Sleepy Floyd and and our other stars from that era and then we'll be going around the NBA in the third definitely tune in thanks for listening and stay thoughtful hoops heads San Jose Sharks hockey is back, and we've got you covered five days a week at Locked On Sharks. I'm Kyle Demetrius. I'm J.D. Young. I'm Eric Fowle. Together, we make sure you're never without your Sharks programming. Will the Sharks make a trade for a right winger? We got you covered. Will Eric Carlson's groin hold up for the entire season? We've got you covered. Whatever happens with Team Teal every day, we've got you covered at Locked On Sharks five days a week on the Locked On Podcast Network. This is Josh Lloyd, the host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast, the number one fantasy basketball podcast in the world. If you're looking for information regarding fantasy basketball, recaps of the NBA, this is the show for you. We are heading into the offseason and starting to get ready for the 2020-2021 fantasy season. We'll have all the information on what happens through the rest of the playoffs, free agency, the NBA draft, and then heading into a big 2021 season. So make sure you're checking out the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast.